Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But my, 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 my. what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. Just distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 58 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me in the mansion apartment Airbnb, Charles Hamlin. How you doing, buddy? We're in the loft, buddy. We're in the loft. We're at the Great American Outdoor Show. Well, we're down the street from the Great American <laughs> Outdoor Show. <laughs> we're at the Great American Outdoor Show today. <laughs> if we were still there now, I think they would uh, lock us up and throw away the key. That might happen. You never know. Yeah, we are here, though. We, we are, are here. here in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's good. Me, you, Joe. Sam, guy. Sam's Sam's over in bed. And Guy in bed. is over in bed. Allie's over in bed. Everybody's like snoozing right survivors. now. We Let's made go. it. We kind of forgot about this, didn't we? We said we were going to record one of these things, and then it's what ten thirty at night or something now. And we're it is like, eleven. Hey, I think we should record a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right? we're supposed to. <laughs> we got to talk about what happened today, man. It was a good day. It was a good day. You guys are a little late, huh? A little late to the party. But Sam and I got here, got a little extra day in, and got some good personal one-on-one time. But you know what? The show on this last weekend is insane. It really is, man. The amount of people that come out for this, it, it's pretty intimidating, honestly. Going through those aisles and trying to like talk to people at booths, it's nuts. There's people everywhere. They're running into you and yeah. you're talking to people. And, and you got to think these vendors have been here now for eight days straight, and sometimes more if they came in early and got set up and... They're worn down, and there's just such an overwhelming crowd that you try to spend some one-on-one time, and they're they're over it, man. They're over this show by now. Would you say they're distracted? No, I wouldn't <laughs> say they're distracted. I'd say they're worn out. They are. They're burned out. They seemed a little fierce. bit more burned out this year than la- than last. Yeah, that's true. I feel like Maybe. they're a little bit. I'm not saying everybody is rude. Nobody is really ru- rude, but I, I sure you, you noticed it. Yeah. You're like, all right, you're not going to buy anything. Uh, nice <laughs> Get to out see of here. you. Uh, Good to meet you, blah, blah, blah. 
move along, peasant. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I got yeah. yelled at today for actually touching a knife blade because this guy thought I was, like, running my hand down it like a maniac or something. <laughs> I was just, like, going across it horizontally, and he thought I was bringing it across vertically like I was trying to cut myself. I'm like, oh. apparently people have been doing that to him, but... You're saying there's suicidal people at the Great American Outdoor <laughs> Show that... Apparently they're just going around cutting their fingers. They <laughs> just cut blade. their fingers? They just like blood all yeah. over the place? These, first off, well, how would you bring a sharp sword, knife, whatever the hell you were into today, katana, to the Great American Outdoor Show where you probably see, I don't know, 500,000 people and you let peop- you put yourself in a liability position to just let someone cut their hand off? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, all the broadheads, I mean, some of them are kind of sharp, I guess, but I don't know, I guess common sense is supposed to take over. Yeah, I guess, but... Survival of the fittest. <laughs> Survival of the fittest, exactly. I'm not, <laughs> it, it is what it is, man. You're either going to cut your finger off or you're not. Yeah, let, I mean, let the dumb people cut their fingers off, I guess. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's good, man. Natural, but, uh, uh, natural selection. What were both of your guys, uh, what were your first impressions of the show? What did you really expect and what did you kind of find? Um, well... Like I said, Sam and I got here the day before. We started on Friday. That was our first day here. And I would tell you that the crowd was much more pleasant than today. It was a lot less people. And going into the show, I was really excited to see some of the new products. Uh, you know, like we've talked about the Shakar sticks and, you know, some of the, some of the new stuff that's coming out in the mobile game. You know, Lone Wolf Custom, you got some cool stuff going out. You know, I'm bummed, though, because I was hoping to see more saddle-related stuff, to be honest with you, and there was none. There, I wouldn't say there was none, because if you I think mean, about like it, actual saddles. Wild Edge and Out on a Limb had trophy line saddles for sale. I forgot about that. They yeah. had they had platforms there. They had the Perch, they had the Ridge Runner, and they had the, the Podium. The Podium, yeah. And don't forget the Scout. The Scout, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was just kind of, I was expecting for... Some of the saddle companies to be here. I thought maybe Trophy Line would be here, or Tethered would be here, or even maybe Arrow Hunter. Somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm blown away that that none of the companies were really here representing themselves. <coughs> I know that Wild Edge had Trophy Line in their booth, and I run a Trophy Line saddle, and that's cool. I'm I'm all for it because those guys are all about spreading the saddle world. And but it was a little disappointing in that sense that you know. There was a lot of cool products here this year. We got to see a lot more coming a day early. I guess looking forward to it, I really just wanted to get these products in my hand that I've been seeing on social media and following since ATA. And I've seen them. Some I've been very, very impressed with, and others, mm, not so much. Not so much, huh? What about yeah. you, Joe? Uh, not a whole lot. I was pretty much looking into possibly buying maybe one knife. Because I bought like three last year. And, <laughs> you did, you did. And they sat in my closet for the most part. But uh, I was looking to buy a knife uh, to shoot the new Matthews bow, which I did. And uh, running into some random stuff, you know, stuff I haven't seen. Or like Charles said, you know, stuff that you have seen or heard about actually putting your hands on it. So Yeah, no, I can dig that. What were you kind of, both of you guys, what were your impressions of that new Matthews bow? <laughs> Ridiculous. Man, that is the nicest bow on this planet. That's hands down the nicest bow I've ever shot, easily. That bow is ridiculous, and you know, we were at the Maven booth today. A little shout out to Maven Optics. Yeah, I got to see Bo Martonic and our boy Johnny Utah. Yeah, yeah, they were both there. We got to hang out with them for a little while. 
talk about what's going on with those guys. Those are two really good dudes at one booth. And uh, you, you got know, you got something there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, I did. I what'd did. You, what'd you get? What'd you do? Oh man, you know, I went and bought myself a pair of binoculars. I was in the market because I've been running these like old school Bushnell waterproofs. They're like ten by forty twos or something. I've been running forever and ever, and they're just heavy. You know, they're they're not great like optics. They're not very high quality. You know, and I got in the Maven booth. I was actually there Friday, and we ran into one of the ladies there. I can't remember if her name's Jesse Allen or something close to that. And then I'm I'm talking to her and she's showing Sam and I the stuff and I'm almost sold, you know, because I've actually looked into them listening to both Martonic's podcast. Oh, yeah. I've actually listened and he's really sells Maven hard, man. And I can see why that stuff is quality. And sure enough, who who do I see just kind of back out from behind? Is he's just I just see these giant tattooed biceps come out of nowhere. And here comes Johnny Utah, <laughs> the man himself <laughs> what are you doing. But I ended up buying some, uh, the C-Series 8x42s. Yeah. Yeah, I went with the C-Series. That's more my budget. And there's good show deals. Everything here, you know, all you have to do is go to a booth and say, hey, what's your show deal? And they'll, they'll give you some kind of discount. You're going to get your stuff cheaper here than you're going to order it online for. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I wasn't in the, like, mood to buy waiters today, and I didn't. But some of the deals I've seen, like, they had some... What are they? They're Proline Pintail 600 gram Thensolidia Green Waders. I've looked at this before. They're actually pretty decent waders for the money. They run about $90 a piece. They're what, 50 Dude, they two. were $60, 100 for two pairs. Yeah. That is like unheard of for a deal. There were some like huge that. deals going on in this show. And, and I was, I'm sorry to sidetrack there because what I was trying to do is circle back from what I heard from Johnny Utah and Bo Martonic is that the Prime Bow. They liked it better. I mean, they both shoot prime, and so I had to try it out, you know? Yeah, I can't believe you kind of backed out of that bow talk. I was like, we're not even, we didn't even talk about it at all. Like, <laughs> no, it was amazing. Circ- I was totally <laughs> circling back. Don't worry. We're not We're not done with that talk. I think it, it you, a BB gun kicked more than that stinking thing. It was like, you oh, weren't shooting anything. Way. It was like. There's definitely more hand shock in a BB gun. It's not even close compared to that VXR. Wow. The Matthews VXR with a bare bow, 28-inch axle to axle. We all shot the 28s. We didn't even shoot the, the 30 or 31, whatever I think it it's is. 31 and a half. Yeah, 31 and a half. We didn't even shoot that bow. Which is still a small bow. 28 is tiny. 28 is what I've been rocking forever out of my Creed XS. I think I run, I think mine's 30 inches Typically, axle Typically, it's axle. like 30, 31 yeah. is your typical bow. And you're supposed to get a better bow quality, like shooting quality out of those bows. You're Larger axle to axle is typically more forgiving. Right. You're not supposed to get the same shootability out of a 28-inch axle to axle bow. We thought, I thought the triax was it. Like, I, there's no way you can get better than the triax. They came out the Verdicts. I still like the triax. I did too. They came out the VXR. I forgot the name of that bow again. What is it? Tri- triax? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that bow doesn't exist in my mind anymore. What's that 31 and a half the, feel like? I didn't get to shoot the 31 and a half. What's that? I didn't get to shoot the, the triax. Ever. Oh, so I, I can't really compare those two. It was a great shooting bow, honestly, but it doesn't even compare. And so everybody knows, I did shoot the top bows out there. We talked to the kid from Lancaster Archery, and he was saying that the Matthews VXR is his number one bow. His number two bow is the Prime, and his number three bow, in his opinion, is the Elite. What's it? The Cure. The, the cure. Elite Cure. So I shot all three. 
And uh, and to break them down for you, since I think I'm the only one that did shoot all three, the the way I would put it is the exact same VXR Prime Five, I think it is, and the Cure, and it goes, and I'm basing it off of hand shock alone, shootability, balance, everything. I mean, the back wall and draw cycle on that VXR is like nothing ever. When we shot the first day, it was a 70 pound limit. Felt like you were shooting a 55 pound bow. Yeah, the valley's so real nice, smooth. too, until you get that break, and then you hit that back wall, and it's solid. Yeah, but you don't, like, break into the back wall. You know what I mean? You don't you don't drop into it. When I shot the Elite, you should see, you should have shot it because you would have felt, like, when you're drawing the Elite, it's super smooth the whole way back. And when you get to that, that valley and that back wall, it really just, like, jolts into Not it. And you gradual. almost get... No, it jolts yeah. into that back wall. And, yeah, once you're back there, you can stay back there forever, but... Like Johnny Mulligan said, you know, you get there and you, when you hit that back wall, your front almost shakes a little bit. Yeah. You know, there's that little bit of shake because it does jump into that back wall. And then when you shoot, I felt a little vibration in my hand. Not a lot. I mean, I'm being picky, but after you shoot the VXR, you notice those little things. Well, no. the VXR, you pretty much pull it back, you shoot, and the bow doesn't even doesn't budge move. an inch. And it's still just sitting in your hand. You have to like double check to make sure the air is still on there. Yeah. It's it's crazy. I watched you shoot it ahead of me. You were you were right in front of me, and you shot it. And that first air that you released, I was like, oh my god! It was a freaking laser, man. Yeah. yeah. You let it go. It was at the target right now. The crazy part it was is quiet. Too, how quiet, how fast, and how good it shoots from a twenty-eight inch axle axle. I think they finally figured it out. Yeah. They finally came up with a bow that, and I say this often, I don't know how it can get any better. <laughs> how does it get better than that, Well, honestly? bow technology, since we got our bows, which was, I got mine probably, I think it was 2012 I had mine. You got yours two years after that, correct? Uh, just about, probably. And bow now. technology, I feel, went a long way since then. It has. It I feel like has. an eight-year period. But year it just year. gets crazy. It doesn't change that much year to year, though. You get those four-year yeah. gaps, and it seems like a lot, but, like, from this year, what are they going to do next year? The VXR2? How much <laughs> can you change and make it better? It's, I mean, it's phenomenal. Yeah, Maybe they I, just I change the paint too. colors on it and just keep creating the same bow forever. Because <laughs> you're not going to get better. You're Smaller, lighter. I'd say lighter. It's pretty dang it's light already, light. It too. is light. I mean, I have the helium, and it's it's hard to find a bow really lighter than that, but. I, I I don't know the numbers, but I don't think that is lighter than the helium. The helium's made out of up. toothpicks, though. It's like this yeah. wide. It's like helium is wide. Nice. It's so small. It's such a small bow. I am shooting a Hoyt Turbohawk. We don't care. We're talking about Matthews, <laughs> dude. It's it's a two thousand. What is it? I bought it in two thousand and nine. Two thousand and one, two thousand and nine. Oh, it is an God. oldie, dude. It's old, man. But you know what? It still gets it done. But oh it, yeah, yeah, you shoot that bow, thing. and it's like, oh my gosh, my bank account's gonna cry if I buy this new one. Yeah, but they had a good show deal going on once again. Hundred dollars off, and then you get a free stabilizer with it. What's that put it to? Eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. That stabilizer was a hundred and thirty. You said. Yeah, so one hundred thirty dollars value for free. That's on pretty a, decent. On a bow that's nine ninety nine at MSRP, you're getting it for eight ninety nine. That's what I paid for my Creed XS six years ago. Now I'll tell you what. I'm gonna go to that booth tomorrow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bring five hundred dollars cash with me. You and ain't I'm gonna, gonna put get it down it. and be like, bro, you can have this right now if I can have that. Bow. 
He's gonna be he like, probably not even gonna be get there out. tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> it was very difficult. I almost, I literally almost left there with a bill in my hands. I don't know how I didn't. I may have checked my credit limit on my credit card. I did too, actually. Because we were trying to make a deal with the guy in the in the uh, orange shoes. <laughs> the, the guy uh, in the, the orange shoes. That's who you got to talk to. <laughs> I still didn't catch his name. He's just orange shoes guy to me. That's what I called him the whole time, and I tried talking him off some more money off the boat. We bought four of them right then and there, and, <laughs> you know, he is as surprised as he was to hear something like that. He didn't, he didn't budge. He, he just, didn't, he didn't budge. He, he didn't offered believe us, it, some, honestly. Yeah, like 20% off on some accessories or some crap. I'm like, no, nah, I'm not buying more money. I'm not spending more money here. <laughs> yeah. Negative. Well, we were all kind of one foot in. Yeah. You know, and he, well, I think can't. he saw that. You can't play all your cards up front. You know, you got to look like you're the, the thing one is, that doesn't want to buy. You can't. It's not like he's the one, you know, obviously he's the one selling the bow, but it's not like he he's runs not gonna the, have the company trouble. or anything. You know, yeah. he's going to get fired. He tries, you know, give us the prices you were shouting out. But, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I thought six ninety nine was fair. <laughs> oh, I just thought of a great idea. Remind me after this podcast. I'm going to tell you about it. I'd probably forget, but you remember, and then uh, I'll tell you. I will try. After. I should have okay. said 700 Keep the stabilizer. Keep That's the what stabilizer. I would say. You know, I don't need your stabilizer. I yeah, I got this uh this NAP Apache stabilizer <laughs> that I really like. Yeah. So all right. So I mean that was Yeah, so was, so moving on from the from the new math. Okay. Yeah. What what what's uh let's go with you, Austin. What was your favorite thing besides the Matthews bow of the show? Like what was the big thing that you saw? Man, I mean Honestly, my biggest takeaway from the show was meeting some people that we've had on the podcast, putting a face in the name, like the guys from Red River Pursuit, Will Miser. I mean, what a guy! He's a great dude, Bucky. Bucky, Bucky's a <laughs> good dude. Good old catfish. Catfish. Ryan. Ryan. They're good dudes, Bucky man. I'm, really, I'm a fan of all those guys. Great guys. Yeah, it was great meeting Gary Benner, blast. putting a face in the name to him too. Oh yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, we got to. Chat with Garrett for a little bit. We got to chat with Matt Garris from Out on a Limb. Matt finally. Garris, we've had him. Meet him. We got to talk to Drew again. Drew, Drew Walters. Walters. He's a good yeah. dude. We met uh, Johnny from Tattooed in the Wild. Johnny Sim. Tattooed in the Wild. Yeah, what is it? Tattooed in the Wild. In the Wild, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude, man. He just pumps the hell out of that place, and he's always giving us love on our podcast. He's the man. He is. He's a great dude. I read it to him and gave me a big hug. He's like, what's up, man? And then, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, he was cool. That was kind of my highlight, but like, as far as products go, I like this a pack of socks. Really? Yeah. Those were gnarly. I kind of want to get a pair or two. You did buy a pair. I know. I'm, I'm Charles, thinking you about it yours? tonight. I'm wearing mine right now. What was that? Reveal? Rebel? No, no. Altera. It's, it's Altera. High performance alpaca fiber. It's called the Prevail. Oh, it's and a Prevail. Yeah, okay. that's the name of the sock that we're wearing. Though. This is their mid-weight sock. And you know what? I don't have the thing here to give you any specs on it. But I think it was um right around 50% alpaca. Yeah. I'll tell you what. It, but they, I've been a proponent. Like, I've, I've piped, like, pumped up merino wool socks forever. Yeah. They're my thing. For, I rock for merino every, socks every day. For every good reason. They're yeah. great socks. Merinos and freaking Crocs, dude. Off the hook, comfortable. I, w- I wore merinos all day today. I did too, Walking and I always have. The show. But those freaking alpaca socks are comfy feeling, man. I I don't know. I like them. They're saying you that you can wear feet. them for five days in a row. Well, that's because they they blend them with one their own technology, but then they also have a tad bit of silver technology in there that makes them like uh, antimicrobial. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. not reading that either. I, yeah, I remember you were reading it. It's not even on <laughs> here. Look, it's not even on here. I just remember because that was the other socks. Joe, 
Have you ever wore socks for five days in a row? No. <laughs> Me no. neither, man. I, uh, after, like, the first day, they just feel, like, crusty a little bit. They're going like, to be yeah, crusty yeah, as hell after day. five days. Yeah. But apparently these ones, you can go, and they're going to be good to go. I, I would wear these again. I mean, these are my, my wool socks from today. And other than the bottom, they get a little rough. They're pretty good. Mine I mean, not, I, I could wear them again. I could wear these ones again. These are right But, like, I don't, really, I don't really wash these socks. That's weird. No, it's not. You don't wash your socks? Not very often. I don't like to wash the wool very often. I don't want to break it down. So what I do is I'll run it through a couple cycles of ozone. Kid, you got to get some. And then foot, I'll just keep wearing them. foot grodiness out of there. The ozone. I'm just saying. It. It's good. <laughs> I'm telling you. You got to wear it a couple times. Otherwise, you know, I what I noticed is I was, I was washing them all the time. And I think it was the dryer. The dryer screws them up. You're not supposed to dry them. With the alpacas, so make sure you take care of your alpacas. You're supposed to I don't dry have them alpacas. Low. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, so dry them on low. Yeah. Or uh, or line dry them. You know. Said so wear them five times, wash them, and then dry them. Either hang them, hang dry, or yeah. uh, line, low. Line dry. Yeah. Line dry. They're yeah. legit though, kids. I mean, I'll tell you what, my feet are super comfortable right now. And when I went downstairs to grab some beer, I stepped in a puddle <laughs> in the bathroom. And my foot's dry right now. That's good. That's a good. Thing. It's totally dry. Alpaca, alpaca fur compared to merino, though it's it's more hollowed, and it actually will pull the moisture away from your skin. Mm -hmm. Where the merino will kind of soak that moisture and hold it. And merino wool is good for that reason because even though you get wet, it still holds. You know, its capabilities of keeping you warm and everything else. But the alpaca keeps you warmer because the water's not actually up against your skin. I feel you. And you know what? Speak of the devil, there he goes right there. One thing that I'm actually highly interested in, Sam brought up New Zealand possum socks. Yes. They're supposed to be ridiculous. And I'm not trying to like drone on about socks right now, but I spent a lot of time. It wasn't like a fresh pair of socks. I spent I'm a lot of saying. time looking at socks today. I did too. And yesterday. It was like possum merino. It mix. is. It is. It is a New Zealand possum <laughs> merino wool mix. He has not only socks, He's but he hat. has a hat. Yeah. These are the softest, warmest things on this planet. Now, what it is, it's most They're people They're like $40 think, socks. That's what they are. They are. <laughs> they are. And most people think possum. Like, what? Those are gross. Well, New Zealand possum are not the opossum that you're seeing out in your, your cat food on your porch. Yeah, it's not the giant rat that eats ticks. No, they're actually like red, <laughs> lemur looking, and apparently the same thing. They hold a lot of the same qualities in their hair as alpaca, their hollowed hair. So it does the exact same thing, but they're like a warmer... You know, alpaca is actually warmer than merino, and I think possum's warmer than alpaca. I don't know, man. It's what craziness. You figure it out? Fleet Fleet offers the alpaca merino mix, but I'm I don't know, man. Maybe we need to go to New Zealand and capture some uh, some, some possum. red possum. Yeah, Sam, how good are your possum socks? There you go. <laughs> See that that's true testament right there. The best socks ever. Yeah, yeah, and his hat's cool too. <laughs> His hat's super cool. He looks like someone off of, like, Alaskan bush people with that hat on. <laughs> I like it. It's badass. And, you know, Sam doesn't have a lot of hair on that head, so <laughs> he needs a good hat. <laughs> He's going to punch you, kid. <laughs> but other than that, man, the freaking shikar sticks from out on limb were phenomenal. They yeah. pack up. They're, they were so much smaller than I thought they were going to be. I may have placed an order. Oh, God. <laughs> good for you. Yeah, everyone's listening. It's like, this dude must be rich. He makes all kinds of... No, I just have a, you know... 
but <laughs> those Anyways. sticks were legit, man. They're yeah. super lightweight. They pack up very small, tiny. What were the options of those? I think it was okay, what, seventeen so, and a half. Yes, twenty and twenty-two. That is correct. The thing is, these are double steps or single steps. Whatever he you rarely, want. rarely sells the single step sticks. Because you're not really saving anything in price by going single step or double step. So why wouldn't you get the double step? There's nothing to them. But you, the thing is, I've been on their website. I've placed like my own order. And it's really cool because say you want two steps that are just single steps. And those are going to be your first two sticks. You know, because you can just fly up them. You're not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. My biggest thing is with the single steps is that you get stuck on one foot and it really hurts for an extended period of time so you got a double step but then they fold flat and the profile on these things is i don't know a half an inch i'll bet you if if not an inch at the most the profile is so sleek and slim and all you do is you take this little turn of the screw set and you turn it like a little dial and these things pop out and they turn perfectly level with the stick and you just tighten them you hand tighten them yeah, and you know what? The finish on them the was finish, phenomenal, man. Yes. It's almost like noise dampening. It it feels like it's warm to the touch. It doesn't feel like it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, but think about like also most durable. Advertise noise dampening, and you clink some of that stuff together, and it echoes hundred thousand miles. Those were really quiet. I was clanking them together on purpose because I was trying to figure out how much quieter they were from my wind wolf stick. Do I really want to make that switch eventually? And yeah, I think I do. Well, it's just going to depend. Think about it. You can stack four of those things on top of one another. And when you're at the 17 and a half sticks, when you stack those sideways and they're perfectly lined with one another, they're not very <laughs> wide, you know, or long, however you want to look at it. And you can stack four of those up and it's probably the same profile is setting one original lone wolf stick on, you know, the offset, what the hell is the offsets, off stands? Yeah. Standoff. Whatever. Standoff. Thank you. Um, it's late, sorry. The standoffs, if you stood them up like we stack them, I bet you one lone wolf would stand beside four of the shikars, and they would be the same size. I bet that's a pretty accurate estimate, honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah it really is. I mean, you put, and they stack so well. They were very impressive to me. Yeah, I was, I'm, I'm super excited. Uh, Matt and I talked, and he was leaving for back home at like 2.30 today, so we got to talk to him briefly, but he showed me some stuff, and I think that's going to be, um, my next setup's going to be four Shakar 17 and a half sticks with a Ridge Runner. Absolutely. And I think right after that, I think we ran by the Spartan camera booth. Yeah. Spartan was there. Spartan mobile cams, or the cell cams, I mean. Man. In I... my opinion, the picture on them was phenomenal. However, the price on them. It's a bit was steep. ridiculous, man. It's a bit I get steep. that it's a cell camera, but damn, son, they're like three, four hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, the quality. They're they probably are top notch, but you know, I don't know. One booth that we need to catch probably tomorrow that we didn't check out today was Exodus. Exodus. Exodus yeah. runs some great cameras, man, and they do a lot in the podcast world. You see their name all over different podcasts and. I've heard Chad on podcasts. Chad Sylvester, shout out. I ran into Chad at uh, Al's Pizza and Sub. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> so I was, random. Uh, it was super random. I, I went up and, of course, we ordered like the girliest of girly drinks. It was uh, Will Miser came out with us. It was myself, Sam, and Will. He brought us to this place. And he's like, Dude, you got to see all these beers. And I'm like, yeah, you know. Can um, I get a mojito? <laughs> yeah, I, I drink Bush Light. <laughs> I don't drink this stuff. 
So I got like, we got these raspberry, double raspberry lassies, they're called. <laughs> and I believe that was the name. And they are a um, very tart. What, what what was the name of that, Sam? Do you remember? Gauget? It was Goose without an O. <laughs> so however you say that, I said, I'm pretty sure they just forgot the O on Goose. <laughs> and they were tart and I'm holding three of them walking back to the table. And I kind of got my head down because I don't want to spill these all over to people. There's a big line. And I see a Kuyu vest. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense here. That th- that stands out. And I look up. And as I'm passing, the guy stop. And I'm like, I take a little half step back. And I'm like, hey, Chad, right? And he looks at me like totally baffled that I recognize him. Like, yeah, who are you with? And I'm like, uh, 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 mm, uh well, you know, um, this is awkward. Uh. <laughs> I'm like stumbling. I'm like, no, man, I know you from watch or listening to Truth from the Stand with Clint Campbell. I've heard you on there a million times. You know, I know you from podcasts and stuff. And I told him, you know, I'm with the Whitetail Distraction podcast. He's like, no shit, man. Clint Campbell's coming here right now to meet me and we're going to have some beers and stuff. I'm like, that is super cool. But I guess they must have been in a different room than us because I didn't see him the rest of the night. Or he was like, this dude's weird and I'm getting out of here. Yeah, stalker alert. Clint, I'm getting Clint, out of here. <laughs> Clint, we got to get to another spot. You creeper, <laughs> you, man. <laughs> what was I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, going back to cameras, <laughs> this is all related, I swear. I know Exodus got into the mobile cam game They recently. did, and they are more affordable. And they are more affordable. And I know their regular cameras are super quality. Um, they have a better warranty on them. They actually have a theft warranty package as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I like the warranty on Spartan. I really like the capabilities of the fact that it sends you pictures. Mm-hmm. And then if you wanted the video, you could literally click on that picture and you it would upload. It. Yeah, you would request it, yep. an actual video, like a 10-second video, which was super cool because that keeps your data down. But is it know. something that you need? No, That's absolutely not for me. You're up this price and all this extra stuff that Solid you probably point. don't even need. So let's talk about price, though, for a second. Here's where I want to go into that price real quick. I don't mean to cut you off. Well, you did, though, bud. You were talking about the theft warranty on Exodus. They don't have a theft warranty on the Spartan. However, they track it. And here's where your price is coming from. They have a GPS tracker on them. That's pretty you cool. You can tell exactly where that thing is. If it moves, it sends you an alert. Nobody asks, though, what happens when it gets turned off. Mm. I should have asked that question. That's very valid. Yeah. If there's no electricity to it, then it will not tell you where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> that is I also mean, true. I guess when the guy puts it back up somewhere else, then you'll know then. <laughs> right? But... Yeah, what's he going to do with it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what if it's on, like, a fence property or something? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I personally... I'm too cheap. I wouldn't buy that camera. I will not spend that money on one camera. If I'm going to get a cell camera right now, personally, if I was going to spend $400 on a camera, I'm going to buy four of those spy point micros. Yeah, it's hard to beat when four they're cell advertising for $99 for a piece. Yeah. And I just saw them advertised somewhere for, or no, someone was selling one for 80 bucks brand new. I don't so, know. I know two people who use them and they actually send great pictures. They're cheap. The plans aren't that bad for them. You can do AT&T or Verizon. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. And you can just add them to your existing plan. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I do like cell cams. I think they'd be cool for certain areas. I agree. I just don't know if I ever will go to that technology. It's going to take me some time. You know, uh, the way we like to let them... Actually, it I like benefit, cheap cameras, dude. Me too. But it would benefit us more the way we like to let them sit all year and just kind of soak. 
if we see start seeing like two days in a row big buck, but then at that point, when is it? When is like it no cheating. longer fair chase? I feel like it's cheating. You know what I mean? With me, I get it, and everyone will say, you know, technology is technology. It's there. It's going to help you kill deer. That's a little bit far, you know. And don't compare oranges to apples here. Don't compare the well, you got the VXR bow and there's no hand shock and this and that. That's just cheating. It's not cheating, okay? It's not a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. You still have to draw back. Don't start. You still have See what to, I did there. You there's shot a, a crossbow this weekend. You, <laughs> no, that you were was smiling. A- Stan showed me a picture. You had a giant smile on your face. You were like, this is the greatest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> that was such a gimmick. That <laughs> bow was such a gimmick. I had to shoot it and we were going to send a picture. My dad might never talk to me again after that one. He never responded in the group chat. He might have blocked you. He might have blocked me after. <laughs> he might, I may no longer be a son. Um, yeah, he took you out of the family portrait. <laughs> <laughs> My face is cut pasted off. Pasted his dog's face on there. <laughs> All over the wall. Like, that's my son, Trixie. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it's just, um, it was, I'm not even going to get into that thing. That thing was weird. I did shoot the gearhead bow, by the way. I don't know where we're at in the conversation, but that, that brought you it up. You can go back to that for a minute. I'm going to take it somewhere else when you're done. Um, I had I had another point, and then you cut me off, and I forget what we were talking about. I'm sorry. What were we talking about when you cut me off? You were going to cut me off and tell me? You were me? talking about price of cameras. Oh, good call. Good call. Okay, so what I was really impressed with as far as you talk about show discounts and camera prices, even though still pricey, was actually the, um, the wow, I'm sorry, the Lone Wolf Custom Gear camera. It was super, super cheap. Uh, it was on sale. Okay, for them. They came in when they first announced that camera at like 400 and some dollars. They're down to like 375 retail. They had them at the show for $175. That's ridiculous. That's a huge sell on a camera. But you're still talking about a $175 camera. That's not a cell cam. So, what? I mean... Yeah, oh, they're adjustable. You don't have to put a stick behind them. Yeah, it's real hard to find a stick in the forest and break <laughs> it off and put it behind a trail camera. That's worth $100, let me tell you. Yeah, sticks are free. Yeah, like, come on, man. I get it. They are awesome. The quality was unreal, and the guy was trying to push it. He was talking about how he uses it. He hangs it above his head, and he puts it on video mode, and he uses it to film his hunts. Okay, I have a GoPro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it, though. You know what I mean? It's a great camera. I can't say anything bad about the camera. It's phenomenal, but I'm not going to spend $175 on a trail camera in Pennsylvania and go put it up on public or private ground. That's just never going to happen. Yeah. I actually saw that one uh, really cool thing. Did you end up seeing that with the stick? I don't know the company, but there's like this adjustable like pole. Like You take the pole and you put your camera up, Oh, yes, I did see. That was right beside the alpaca socks people. Yeah. Well, I didn't get that, though. He was, he had, okay, so he had, like, this long pole, and he had these camera hangers on the end of it that had screw in, and then he had, like, a drill, like a regular handheld drill on the end, right? And then he would just put it up against, like, he had wood up in the air, like a branch. You put the, it's pretty much a piece of all thread, I would say. You'd put it into the tree, and then... You use that pole to screw in the uh, the the thing that the camera goes on, like the hanger, the base hanger. Yeah, and then you clip the camera onto the pole, and you put it up there, and you clip it in. As soon as you make that click, 
it lets go of the pole. Pull the pole down, and then whenever you want to take it down, you just put it up there, you hit that same hole, and as soon as it hits, it pops that camera right off for you. Man, that sounds complicated. I mean, it's... I think the most complicated thing would be to get the, the screw in the tree well, and then... Well, that, and you gotta do carry all that, a, but once you get that all set up, you just carry this 12-foot pole in with a drill. It wasn't 12 foot. It was close. Either way, you carry it into the tree, you pop it off, do your thing, pop it back on, and you have that there for forever, and it's not yeah. theft-proof, but no, it's not. damn near. I don't think I would buy that. I mean, I do agree with hanging cameras up in the air, but then, okay, so now you have your camera up there. How do you adjust it to where you want it to look? Like, how do you adjust it left, right, up, down? Pull it do down, you... and then you adjust the head, and then you put it back up. Oh, that's, no, that's way too much work. I'm saying as soon as you hit it with that pole in that hole, it pops right onto that pole. You bring it down. That sounds horrible. Why? Uh, it was super, super simple. You're talking about weight at the end of a pole that's, say, 8 foot, even 10 foot. And you're trying to hit this perfect little hole. And, yeah, that guy made it look easy because he does it all day long, every day. His his whole accuracy was good, huh? Yeah, his whole accuracy is obviously trained well. You know, he's been hitting holes for days. He's all like, right, talk about something else. His cameras. <laughs> I'm not going to buy that. I would rather just put a stick up and climb up my linesman's belt and just hang a stand or hang a uh, camera up in the air. That just sounds and then easier. Then you got to climb a tree every time you want to take that down. Yeah, but I got my this. car stick, and that thing weighs a pound and a half. What do you think about that? Moving on. <laughs> so one of the first things we saw when we went into the building, though, one of the first people that we actually met as well at, at Al's Pizza and Sub was the guy from the Pennsylvania Boys. I believe his name was Jason, maybe? Does that sound right, Sam? Sam's not paying attention, but I believe that was his name, the big guy with the beard, the big white beard. He was a good dude. Um, actually, he gave me his card here somewhere. I'd have to find it, but, uh, he was cool. I mean, that, that was kind of cool. He made, like, these wire mounts. Um, they were pretty neat. It, there's, like, a full shoulder wire mount, and this is for your Euro. So, you get a Euro mount, so maybe you do your, it was Jason, Jason Clark. So, you do this, your Euro mount, maybe you do it yourself, and you What's bleach the company? it. Uh, the Pennsylvania Boys. I said okay. It. That is the company. They are the creators of the American Steel Deer Mounts, it says. They're right out of uh, a little town near Slippery Rock. Okay. Yeah, so they're, like, super close to us. They're they're really close. We're going to try to schedule podcasts with these guys, maybe go over and hang out in his shop, and he's going to show us kind of his little showroom that he's got, and, you know, we're going to hang out and talk. He was a real cool dude, um, really nice guy. His product is unique. It's really unique. Like, there's the brochure for it. You can check that out. I liked, uh, I liked the little one. Uh, there's like just, just the head and the ears kind of. And then there's like a full shoulder mount version, which, you know, I don't know. I, I like the small one. If you're going to just put it on the wall or something just to kind of give us some uniqueness. And you, he was doing all kinds of animals with that elk and everything else. So pretty cool. Pretty yeah, it's cool. odd. It, it, it is totally different. I don't different. know if I can get into that. It's totally Honestly. different. Uh, you know what? What's neat about it is you might have some people that that want to do a shoulder mount, but I don't know. Maybe their girlfriends don't want them to have a full shoulder mount. And you'd use one of these things as an alternative, and it's kind of cool. 
the little ones they don't have they don't advertise it as much but i think that i think that's their product that's the ticket it is pretty cool uh not for me i feel like it's a little too much like ornament e could create a word for you that's you know like (laughs) like like a not a christmas ornament but you know like i don't know it's a design. It's, like it's a almost art. Of some it's almost sort. yeah. It's, it's, it's very art. artsy. That's what that's what you're looking for. It's very artsy. It's kind of um like more of a decor piece that you can turn your skull mounts to. Like I said, I like the pedestal version. You know, you can put well, that on your side table. You can put that somewhere. That's really cool. I'm not gonna make a call on this because I don't really like many things on uh, European. Yeah, all mounts. you do is just get shoulder mounts all the well, time. I mean, the thing is, <laughs> I don't really like when they adjust the head certain ways. I like it just flat on the wall how it is. Yeah. Like, anything else, when they start putting, like, the camo pattern on it and doing all the other stuff, yeah, I, I, just, that I, I fall out of that. I don't care for it. But uh, that's that's me. So Welcome back, Austin. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so what else okay i mean that that first room we're gonna hit that again tomorrow and, and look more into that first room because we always come in that main hall the the gun hall if you want to call it where all the gun stuff is and that place is so big and busy and crowded every year that's like the most popular building and they got a lot going on there that's also the biggest room in the place yeah yeah i wish that was the archery hall <laughs> you and me both, dude. Yeah. That would be awesome. Like like some of the other people said that you'll never see that happen. No. Never. You know, there's too much money in the gun world. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. But moving on to another thing, you got a couple new DVDs this year. I did. White Tail Adrenaline. Uh, they came out with a DVD, Relentless. So part I got one and two. Part one and two this year. Apparently, I, I bought Defiant last year, which was his giant typical buck out of kansas that he killed with uh traditional archery equipment and that was really cool we we had like a little watch party of joe's house and we just drank some beer and watched the the dvds and it was really cool that was a great great movie i guess you would call it it was uh that was emotional at some (laughs) level you know know i'm saying their stuff is very personal one-on-one like and it's it's balls to the wall action too like it's cool those guys hunt hard, um, man. They and do, they hunt but all from the ground, spot and stock. And it's almost like you're there with them, though. Like he's saying, you're you're living through the ex- you're experiencing the moment as they are. I totally agree. Yeah, That's like really after cool. the the movie, I kind of just looked up at my mounts and I kind of relived it, you know, through like what I just saw. You know, the way they kind of put their spin on it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, like it's really personal, and uh, you get on their level and you. You know, you watch hours of it. You know, you're yeah. really invested. Yeah, yeah was, I look forward. It's great. To it. I'm, I'm. Yeah, we should do the same thing for the next ones. We're gonna need a lot more beer. This is seven hours of footage, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to kick Allie out of the house. <laughs> yeah, for a whole day. That's they gonna be a long one. I don't. I'm, you know what? Though they go by fast. Yeah, like no, I said, I it's fast paced, fast action. His production's not like much else out there. I'll yeah. be honest. He, if you've seen the DVDs, they are insanely fast-paced absolutely and did you talk to uh his new guy this year no i was talking to his new guy and he said 2019 is going to be off the charts he said something like 12 or 13 kills or something wow you know i talked to jared scheffler um he was the one that actually approached me first and we were chatting a little bit i got his contact information again and i promise you on this podcast we will have him on as soon as possible because that dude is just freaking awesome. 
you know, you watch his stuff and he's, he's just really cool. You see him at the show. He's down to earth. He's joking with you. You know, he, he's a good dude. So, and I know he's your hero. Yeah. I happen to love Jared Scheffler. That guy from the moment, like five years ago that I saw his videos, I was like, this guy is freaking awesome. He just really is a good dude. And he, he gets it done and he does it all from the ground with traditional equipment. I mean, how more hard he's a redneck. He's such a redneck. And he loves yangling. Can you blame him? <laughs> no, I have, a, good. I have a sixer yingling in my car right I'm now. I'm drinking yingling right now. Oh, I could it have brought one up. I got Bush Light here. You know, the good beer. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> moving on. We went through the fishing hall. I don't think anybody was really all that going crazy about the fishing stuff. I mean, man, I, I love fishing, but I was more there for hunting stuff. I was, uh, you know, so I was turned on to some stuff uh, from just listening to the day by day from the Rutten River Boys and those uh those inflatable boats and the inflatable paddleboard was the coolest thing on this planet but man the price tag on them again everything is just i I need more money i just need more money you know buy some of this stuff but that was about the extent of me looking at fishing stuff on this on this trip i buy new climbing sticks every single stinking day then i think you'd have a little extra money (laughs) <laughs> that's like you come out with a new thing every other month and you're like i need it i need it i need it well because i do obviously i'm gonna sell my old stuff and get new stuff duh you know that's how i afford it he's keeping up with the times most people like buy a new bow every year i Charles is gonna buy new climbing sticks every year <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault they keep coming out with better stuff listen like it, it's been a progression for you it's been Ladder stand hunting, moving into a climber and being a little bit more mobile. Well, that was that was side by. I would I'm, say it's I'm simultaneously though. I'm not done. Let me cut you off here, bud. <laughs> moving into a more mobile sticks in a stand setup. Moving into saddle hunting. Next, dude, you're gonna be freaking like jetpack hunting here soon. <laughs> well, you know when you, when you saddle hunt, you gotta be a saddle hunter. Or what's the point of saddle hunting if you can't talk about it all the time? And I'm trying to go super light. And super packable, and and with the lone wolves right now, the pack I have, it just doesn't work for me. You know, I make it work, but it's so awkward, and it's time-consuming to pack it up and, you know, take it down and everything. And I feel like if I had the Shakar sticks with, even Matt was saying all he runs it with is the Wild Edge Aider that I have, but I've been throwing around the idea of going to a Nader and Swader like Sam runs, you know. Just these things, like there's so many options out there that my mind... I get addicted to it. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, dude, you honestly, know? I can't blame you. But It's like an addiction to continuously try to advance. Yeah. One of the funniest things to me about satin hunting, and I'm not hating on it because I love it too, but one of the funniest things to me is like, there's even memes going around. It's like, saddle hunters have to tell you that they're saddle hunters and everything about hunting has to be saddle related. It's almost like, like a vegan. A vegan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like a vegan telling you like, you go out to eat or something like that. I talk to you about this diet. Yeah, you're talking about, they're like, we are I'm a the, vegan. <laughs> and it's so much better than everything that you do. <laughs> We're the vegans of the hunting industry. It's It's been known. It's horrifying. I can't, and you know what? I find myself doing it all the time. Man, I do too, honestly. Like, why does it always get brought up? Everything always turns to saddle hunting. How many people did we talk to about saddle hunting today? Oh my today? God, it was every ridiculous. single person I ran into. Every single person I've talked to. It's and I, like saddle hunting got brought up somehow and maybe it wasn't even me that brought it up but like they get me talking about it and then you sneak your way in and you're like i'm a saddle hunter i did <laughs> I, I actually tapped on the shirt i went hey i saddle hunt bro <laughs> what's up what's up what's up 
Oh my no, God. I didn't. But I find myself doing it all the time, man. It's part of the addiction that I have. That's why I'm so bummed not to see more saddles because I really want to advance even up updating my saddle game. You know, I, I started with a very low end trophy line saddle. And it's like, I just want to advance my game, try to get something that's, you know, a little bit more efficient, a little bit faster, a little bit lighter. You know, all these things I think add up and let you go that little bit farther, give you more determination. Like we talked about on the last episode with Joe's buck, you know, little things like that give me more determination to get out there and put those things to use, you know, things that are going to make it easier on you. I totally agree, man. And, you know, I didn't buy into buying a saddle. And I went full DIY on it and went a little bit crazy with it. And 2.0 is coming out, and I'm going to make it bigger and badder and better than all the saddle companies. I don't think you can make it bigger than your last saddle. It's pretty big. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see what I did there? Yeah, get out of here. I'm just kidding. I really, I actually really <clears throat> like that first saddle you came up with. I did too, but it's going to be better next time. I think it's more comfortable in my trophy line, to be honest. I've maybe, said I'll, that. maybe I'll make Joe one. Maybe Ooh. Joe can become a saddle hunter. And if you don't want to become a saddle hunter, we're going to duct tape you to a chair and make you You're a saddle hunter. You're just going to have to hear us talk about it all the time. <laughs> we're going to put a TV in front of you and play YouTube videos all day. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't care much for heights. You know, having, like I said in the past, having, like, my climber. I, I trust my climber and everything around it. So, Because I've done it for so long. But kind of getting through the heights thing. I've been on a scissor lift a lot lately. And I get up to that certain height level where you're just like uncomfortable you, as hell. Yeah, strapped you in, lose your comfort right? level yeah strapped into a machine that could possibly tip over you, know? <laughs> you just like, go down yeah, with well, it go down with it <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, what my point was you're in a saddle you're always strapped in have you ever yeah. been in your saddle and the wind's blowing or even a stand and your wind's dude. blowing and you're like dude what if this tree goes down right now you're gonna I'm, rip I'm me not, down with it i'm not the only I'm one have that. you ever planned your escape Literally, I've been like, I'm gonna unclip as fast as I can yes. somehow and jump on that tree right there. That's yes, yes. I've done that all the time. <laughs> or are you are gonna you ride me? it down, and before it hits the ground, you're gonna I jump off. I wondered if that, that would too. work. That too, I've <laughs> because it that. almost would have to work because you're pushing away from. You're still the falling. Ground. You're just falling pace. less, not as fast. No, you're still falling the same speed as the tree is. Well, That's the you, thing. You're still falling at the same velocity and everything, but the thing is, you're not letting a tree fall on you and smash you, so if you jump off, you're still going to get hurt, <laughs> but you're going to live, hopefully. You know, my I've always planned, like, when I was tree stand hunting, I did that a lot. I always had, like, my tether right here on my shoulder, like, on my chest with my hand you're on like, the I buckle. clip this thing. On the clip, like, okay, here's my plan if this tree starts to go down. I'm unclipping, and I'm jumping to that little tree, and I'm just going to hope it holds me. <laughs> It's bad when you're in an area that's like really soft ground and you're looking around and all the trees around you are all tipped over. <laughs> that's rooted, not a good sign. And you're like, all right, I guess I'm next. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good sign. I agree. Like out in Illinois where the wind blows at like 50 miles per hour all the time, that happened out there to me a lot. I was really scared. We, we can't be the only ones thinking about this. No. I'm just saying. But you know what's funny is when you're saddle hunting, see, I bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> In that, in that you're standing on your platform and the wind blows and it starts to blow you and you start to like <laughs> like shift around and you're like what the hell why is this wind moving me and the wind's moving you like a like a sail and the it's crazy do you ever have that happen dude i feel you man it's worse when you're up in a tree and you start looking at it you're like yeah this is dead <laughs> okay that's not supposed <laughs> to happen the wind starts yeah, blowing you're like man 
I'm going down. You hear that one little crack? <laughs> well, that's the thing. You you think about it. These trees just randomly fall all the time, and you're like, well, this tree's healthy. It's standing here for how, how many years? Who knows? But did it ever have like a 230 pound fat guy hanging <laughs> off the end of it? <laughs> like I'm the guy that's gonna pull this thing to the ground. It makes me wonder when you're out in the woods and you're walking through and you see that one tree that's still standing. But it just snapped off, like... By halfway up? Yeah, was there a guy in that? About the one time we were out scouting and doing shed hunting, and we come across this tree, and there's a tree stand attached to it, and the tree is, That's the third one I've found like that. And we're, like, looking for human remains. I know. I'm (laughs) with you on that. It's happened to me before. There was still... That stuff's scary. The one behind Uncle Tom's. Yeah. Still has, like... A body in it? No, it has a strap (laughs) around the tree. Where you would clip into. Could you imagine? I'm, I'm imagining like uh, Jurassic Park when the guy f- skeleton falls down from the hang glider. That's, that's what I'm imagining. <laughs> Where did this podcast go? Oh, oh. What else or did you, you guys could just see be today? the tree stand wingman. <laughs> yeah. And just be like, man, it's a little too windy for this. I'm going to jump I'm out of here. I'm just going to jump out and just <laughs> the whole way to the ground. Nice Listen, and steady. I'm, if you're like not going to get out of your tree stand hunting ways. Get the damn tree stand wing, man. That thing is amazing. What do you mean, get out of your tree different ways? Are you going to just jump out of your tree when you're done? No, I'm saying <laughs> if you're not going to convert to a saddle, I was trying to say it differently without saying the word saddle. If you're going to be a tree stand hunter and not get out of your old ways, you know what I mean? Um, you're a maniac. You got to have the tree stand wing, man. I'm telling you. that's That thing probably saved so many lives. I agree. So many lives. If I went back to a tree stand, I think I'd buy one. 100%. They're, they're worth it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually with you on that. But We talked about it last year, too. That thing... It really is. It's made by Black Ash Outdoors. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, t- you know what? That same room. Let's stay in that same room real quick. United Bow Hunters of Pennsylvania. Great organization. Great org. $25 um, a year to join. Yes, and they had a uh, petition to sign there to... Approve the extension of archery season uh, to right up an extra week. An extra week at the end of the season, it would basically run right to Thanksgiving. Why don't they do that already? You know what I mean? That would be so nice. Like, what's the point of having a week off? It seems like everybody else's seasons are super long, and ours are just like so short. Six, Six blink an eye, and you're just it's it's over. Dude, Ohio's still in. I can still go hunt Ohio. Ohio is still in. It's in until, what, the, the end, end of, of February? End of February. I, That's I'm unbelievable. Going. And there's bigger deer there than there is here. Yeah, for many more reasons than that. But regardless, you're allowed to hunt a lot more, and I like the opportunity factor. If we don't have Sunday hunting, give us more days, and I like that. I agree. You know, and that's prime time sometimes. Yeah. Some years, when that moon comes in right, that last week, it seems like it's just turning on. Like, ah, end of the season. Yeah. Sorry, suckers. Well, don't help us any because we usually go on our trip yeah, that but, week. But, but we talked about else. we talked about Missouri this year. Yeah. Right? We talked about Missouri being our trip. Well, Missouri's funny in the fact that their archery season goes out like November 13th or 14th every year. And then a 10-day gun season comes in. So that's like primo time when we plan our out-of-state hunt. And what I suggested this year, and would work perfectly if they give us that extra week, I suggested, why don't we leave, like, November 1st? It's right after their youth season or something out there. I think they have, like, a youth gun season, maybe. Leave, and it would have worked out perfectly. We would leave on a Sunday. We'd get out there. We would hunt 
our normal 10 days or whatever, and we would come back and we would catch not only the last four days of the season because we would get back and have like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and now Sunday, the 15th, and then we would have a whole nother week. Why are you planning a trip? This podcast is about the Great American Outdoor Show. <laughs> yeah, you lost me in the beginning there, and I just stopped listening. Then cut it out. It's okay? okay. Just cut it out. <laughs> I don't care. What? You don't what? have to post it, but what I'm saying is that extra week from the United <laughs> Bowhunters of Pennsylvania <laughs> would be beneficial to everybody in Pennsylvania archery. Couldn't agree more. You're totally right with that. All right, next. Valid point. PFC lubes. PFC What'd you lubes. think about that earth scent? Dude, it was like sticking your face in Unreal, a pile of right? dirt. Did you smell that, Joe? What, you talking about the guy that kept spraying me with all these different smells? No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> there, Here, smell, there like, cover smell my peanut butter cover scent. I smell like an what? acorn. That was the corniest corn I've corn. ever smelled. They make peanut butter in the woods? I asked him, I was like, what do you use peanut butter for? And he's like, I spray it for bears. And I was like, I don't want to smell like peanut butter if I'm bear honey. <laughs> North Carolina, they were from Kentucky. Yeah. Where were they from? Kentucky, Tennessee. Tennessee. They're from Tennessee. Bears gonna like grab me and start if licking my bears face. in Tennessee. What were they thinking? I don't know. Hold on, I'm looking for it. But here's the thing. <laughs> Not that I didn't buy that. No, I know you didn't. But the PFC lube, it's actually it's for they originated right for undercoating on your cars and trucks and stuff like that. Yes. Now they have it for your firearms, and they. Kind of came up with the idea of, like, rather than Got you it. using your scent control all the time, no smell going into the woods, and then you carry a gun that smells like WD-40 into the woods. It's it's ridiculous. So they have cover scent gun oil. Yes. Off the charts, man. And not man. only is it cover scent. It's the dirtiest dirt-smelling thing I've ever heard. Like, smelled. Yeah, you can't hear dirt. <laughs> I can't hear anything, so... <laughs> Good point. Well, yeah. You're just assuming that other that people... thing. That's like something... What'd you get there? I didn't get that. Don't even bring it up, but uh, they like me a lot more than you. Whatever. Look at all this stuff I got. Let me put it this way, Okay, though. so they what have... You... They have all this stuff, okay? Not only is it earth-scented, they have pine scent, and they have regular... This it's stuff... It's made with lanolin. Is made with lanolin, which comes from sheep's It's wool. a sheep byproduct. And it works better... Than any of your normal on the shelf market products out there. And Sam's snoring. Can you hear him? I can hear him. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to cut that snores out. No, I'm leaving it in. It's good. So it did. Um, I wasn't talking the right part of my mic. So, anyways, this gun oil. And he was telling me, you know, you don't think about it. Did you ever think about when you went out rifle hunting that your gun smelled like WD 40? Or some other lubricant that you used. I, I didn't think and about And meanwhile, it. you're like de- possibly decent showering in times and doing all this stuff. Uh, wearing I've, I've put regular lock. deodorant on and not, you know. I'm yeah, kind of more interested in putting them on like tree stands and stuff like that to keep yes. it less squeaky. Yes. You know what I mean? You can just go take it with you and spray it on your tree stand and yeah. it's earth scent. It's totally solid, man. And this stuff is good. It smells good, doesn't it, I've Joe? been very sloppy with my. Uh, Sign control, control shows, bud. No, I'm not on Saint Archery. Archery has <laughs> been beautiful. I'm talking about gun season. I just haven't really thought about it that much. I'm the same way. No, I I'm feel the you same know. way. I, I've been trying to, you know, I always the way, but I, I never had a problem with it to my knowledge. I thought about it's it. It's not like too. I have a deer ever snore at me. Usually, if they're close enough to do that, I'm shooting them. 
<clears throat> I feel you on that, man. I I agree. Um, I I've always thought that way, and then I I don't know. I've had deer snort at me many times, like over the ridge kind of. Yeah, stuff. I'm not saying it yeah. can't happen. Where, it's definitely right. good to do it, but it's just a sloppy thing, and and that's that one too? of the products that would be really good to have. Heck yeah! No, I totally agree. For man. more reasons than just your gun, you know, your bow. So you have a squeak in your bow or something, you need exactly. to lube up your bow. You're gonna go do that. And with that's one stinkies, thing that people always stinky. said. Like, what would they say before? Put like, uh, olive, like oil olive oil or, or like vegetable or... oil, something. I don't want to put that crap on my. And it doesn't work. This stuff works, man. They had the display out. They have all kinds of proof displays and tests that they do up against like some of the best products. And their stuff lasts. This guy buried his shotguns in a snowbank. He for buried like four shotguns hours in a snowbank overnight. Pulled them out. Learn just with one shotgun that you're probably going to destroy. <laughs> you know, <laughs> possibility of destroying. Yeah, it didn't destroy them. They, they yeah. were fine. He racked. He racked shells through <clears throat> them like they were nothing. Exactly. I was impressed. But I was too. We're going to get a podcast going with him too. It's going to be good. Absolutely, Kirk over there and uh, Chris, Kirk and Chris, I believe it was. Yeah, I believe so. We're going to get these bo- those boys on as well. But how about the Glory Knox man? Did you see that? I've been looking at Glory Knox for quite some time now, and I actually have lighted Knox for my new arrows already, so I'm not going to buy any of those. What'd you get, the Nocturnals? On I got the Nocturnals for my uh, for my new arrows. So, I know you know it, but most people might not know. You might have heard of Luminox, you know, a Nocturnal, and some of these other lighted Knox. Well, the guy that created the Nocturnals actually created these Glory Knox. I think it is a little bit better design. And he just they basically took his same design that he came up with, he separated with the company, went on his own, and, and made Glory Knox, and he came up with a better way of turning it on and off. A little more user-friendly. Yeah, I agree. instead of having to shove a knife or something in that. How you turn it on and off? There's a little button on the side. Button. Yeah. A little button on the side. I haven't, I haven't tested it yet. We're about to test it live here with you guys. I like it. What was something that you guys kind of saw that you thought was maybe a gimmick? Did no. you guys see anything like that, or did you see anything that maybe... We haven't discussed that you thought was really interesting that we didn't really pay much attention to or just yes. kind of skip past. Yes, on both occasions. Okay. I'm going to first. Yeah, I was going to say. Anybody else? Joe, you go? got anything that you thought was maybe like a gimmick? Uh, Besides the corn smelling spray? A, a lot of things. You know, you just pass them up. You don't put much thought to them. I mean, it's all part of it. You know, you got your good stuff. You got your bad stuff. You got people who are just trying to, you know, take your money, you know? Yeah. But I don't really get caught up in that, and I can't really tell you one. I did see one. They had, uh, I think it was Cold Steel. Uh-huh. I don't think you guys came over with me. They had a video of these dudes spearing animals, like African animals, <laughs> like just dropping spears down on them, and it was destroying them. And they were selling the spears right there. I'm like, geez, oh, man, I don't think this is... It's not legal in PA, right? Do spears I and have no idea. And stuff like I, that? I don't think so. There's nothing in our book that says you can't spear something. No, sure? I think there is there is a law on that. I don't know That's possible. which way it goes for PA, but it was amazing and I love knives and stuff like that, so I was I stared at this thing for quite some time. Dude, I don't know how to turn this thing off. <laughs> this is hilarious, but Alright, Charles, you go into it real quick. Let me see that. You go Should into you what you thought was maybe a gimmick or something that we passed up real quick. One thing that we passed up oh man, I don't have their stuff here. I I do, it's somewhere. Um there was an arrow company. That was solid. I know exactly what you're talking about. That was right beside a broad... Here it is, right here. Deer Adventure, Deer Crossing. Hold on, hold on. Deer Crossing Archery. They were an arrow building company. They built their own arrows. 
their stuff looked and felt and seemed like absolute non-gimmick, super quality, and don't you, what are you doing over there? Don't worry about Be it. Be careful. And it seemed like their stuff was top-notch instructions. Here, read. I liked it, but I just got new arrows. So I'm not going to go buy new arrows off of these guys, even though I did like it a lot. Um, I, I don't know, man. Uh, did you see those, Joe? It was the guy that was sitting on the arrows, remember? He had like six arrows across, regular diameter arrows across two chairs, and he was sitting on them. I did not see that at all, actually. I, I saw the company. I didn't see what they were advertising. Not only that, but they have like their own glue that they use, that super setting that you can literally uh, put the 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 fletching on the arrow with your press, like your fletcher, and literally just as soon as you put it on, turn it, put the next one on. The glue set that fast. <coughs> it was pretty incredible. Yeah. But gimmick-wise... Besides the guy that was spraying corn on my hand. I didn't understand that. <laughs> um, and I, again, I'm not saying that stuff doesn't work for them. Because that, maybe in Tennessee it does work for them. And if it does, good for He's those like, you guys. You kill big deer? You're like, yeah, I have. <laughs> you have? We do it every day, every year. <laughs> every year we kill big deer. It's like, all right, all right I guess you're, I, I don't know what that's really doing for you. <laughs> I'm not going to hate on him, but... I'm not hating. I don't. Just I don't. Gimmicky, I just don't buy it? into cover sense. That's just my thing. I don't buy into it. And I told him that straight up, and he respected it. And we shook hands, and we went our own way because yeah, that dude was like, ways. he was like, absolutely, man. You know, I get it. We had a really good talk actually with yeah. that guy. Yeah. The first guy was a little wanky, but the second guy was really cool. Yeah, I agree. And the guy talking about you kill big deer. He was a little weird. Yeah, but the he other trying to sell you the cool. wrong way. Some people try selling you by kind of like cutting you down a little bit and pulling themselves up and. And yeah. that's not the way to really do it. Yeah. No, I agree, man. But there's two well, things that I want to touch on and then I'm I'm out of out of I'm out of stuff. I'm I'm yeah, I'm out of stuff as well, I think. So the the first thing that I want to touch on was the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation booth. Those bulls are just absolutely phenomenal. The we barbed posted, wire one uh, we posted a video of those. On yeah. Our, it's on, on our, our Facebook and Instagram. It's it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Did they explain you ever Actually, know how the barbed wire got in there? Is there a story behind that? I don't that? know if they really even know. They There was a story on each of the plaques in front of them. Uh, that one, I don't remember. Re I don't recall seeing it. I almost wonder if it got in there when he was kind of, his antlers were growing. And he tried rubbing and it them. kind of just like, well, the thing is, there was onto no. his antlers because it was on there so. Would you like me to read you the description on it? Tight. Yeah. That's from Saskatchewan. It was killed in 2017. That bull was 443 inches. Yeah, it was almost a world record, right? World record, I think, It was killed with a rifle, though. The other the one was archery, with a bow. Archery. Yeah. World record was there. <clears throat> so it was huge. They call this the barbed wire bull. It says, this impressive bull elk has its own unique set of headwear. <laughs> I'm reading this on a very tilted picture, so I'm not Oh, did you take me. the picture of that? I did. It doesn't really say anything about how it got there or anything. Oh, no, I guess it doesn't. He won the lottery. He On the final days of the December season, he caught up with the bachelor herd, a hollow, and took the bull. For gross, it was a dream come true. All right, so, yeah, it doesn't actually say anything about... um. You know, it was cool, I thought, with the stories on those plaques, was the sheds that was on the antlers, or the shed antlers that was on the mount from Pennsylvania that the people covered 250 miles before they finally found them. That was very impressive. Yeah. yeah they said that that bull was so well known around Benazette 
that it walked around and it had this huge kicker, this huge flyer. And that thing was probably what, like eight inches around, 10 inches around off its left side. They said it was so heavy because it was uneven from his right side that he walked around with his head tilted to the left. That's out of control. Because that's how heavy it was. Like it was so unbalanced. Yeah. My only thing is how do you measure them not knowing the spread? Well, they put it on an elk form, so they're just going basically. The the measurement Where it wasn't be. right. The measurement wasn't an overall. They just have it set at four hundred inches. But don't they like try to play like what are those called the um, pedicles? Pedicles, yeah. They they try to see like the way it broke off the shed, like how it fell off. They try to play that into the pedicles. They do. And, they do. And they they give it a very calculated average number. Yeah, I agree. You know. Yeah. And that's how they get the... So it's estimated. Yeah. I mean, even the angle could throw you (coughs) off a little bit, right? It could. Yeah. Absolutely could. I mean, there was a bull elk when I was down in Benazette visiting that had one antler that literally grew like straight back and down and the other one was up normal. It was almost like touching his back. It was so cool. Yeah. I did get a new... uh, I went to... uh, I got the extinguisher. Oh, you did? You got a new ground tube? Yeah. Yeah. From the Deer Society. Yeah, Yeah. I got a couple hats from there. They got some... Dude, nice, nice hats. hats. Really yeah, nice hats. Nice hats. I was liking that one you were wearing. I wish I wouldn't have spent the money on the hat. Hooked I me bought, up. But... I talked to the guy a bit, you know, because it's kind of crazy, you know, like like you said, putting a, a putting face, a face to it, you man, know. Because yeah, yeah. I watched all those videos, you know, like on Facebook, I think I follow them. So I watched most of those videos, like the Christmas tree buck. Yeah, that's Curly, a Dan Mr. Kaufman buck. Curly. Mr. Maybe. Yeah, Mr. Maybe. Curly. I think I saw Curly, yeah. Those are all so, good hunts, man, too. Yeah, it's cool. I talked to the guy a little bit about calling and uh, about, like, my experience this year calling into They know their bucks. stuff, man. They and, know their uh, stuff. I told him about the one where I was like, all right, yeah, I, I let him take a few steps into the thicket before grunting. And he stopped. He was like, you let him walk into the thicket before grunting? I said, yeah. He said, that's exactly what you should have done i was like i know it worked you know (laughs) (laughs) other than the deflection it it worked yeah it's cool talking to the guy nice guy yeah totally do you want to bring that up real quick before i hit my last point last point for me um that i really liked was the timber trail bikes there were quite a few electric bikes there at the show. Yep. Quiet Cat was there. I feel like uh, Timber Trail kind of took the cake of the electric bikes with the all-wheel drive. <laughs> all-wheel drive bicycles. Oh, my goodness. They had the fat tires on them. You know, they just totally revamped their entire setup. And they had their first model, and then they had their new model there. And just by moving, like, the power pack up the design, so it would give you nine inches of clearance, which is insane. That's probably more clearance than Joey's Chevy. You know, <laughs> why I just got attacked? <laughs> Looked me a, in the eyes and attacked me. <laughs> I'm a Chevy guy, I'm, you know, but that those new Chevy trucks got they make no them clearance. too low. All right, they make move on. That's why I drive but, a Ford. But when that dude was was had a video on his phone and he was hauling out a deer on like a buck, a decent sized buck on one of the deer cart attachments through a muddy cornfield, and he was going at, like, 15 miles an hour. <laughs> That's intense, It was man. impressive. Beats and, the hell out of dragging them. And you know what's cool about it? You would think about that and be like, yeah, but you got to get them to a trail or something. No, you don't. That bike is so cool that they have a mule mode. The mule mode's like a low gear, and you walk the bike. You don't actually ride it. You walk it in mule mode. You walk beside it, and if you're in, a like, a deep ravine or something, or you have a steep hill... You actually walk the bike up the hill, and it drags your deer. 
that's gnarly, dude. Imagine if we would have had that on Johnny's buck or Johnny's doe this year, where we had to pull yeah. that deer card out of that bottom. I mean, we even talked oh about goodness. before. Remember, we talked about how cool it'd be if they had like a motorized deer cart. Yeah, we did talk about, about that. You know, like McCoy. where it would just be in like a mule mode. Yeah, yeah, and just you know, you strut along with it. Just help you out. Maybe a bit. next year someone amazing. will come up with it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to cut that out because that's still my idea. It's your we'll, idea. We'll go talk to Timber. Trail. That was my idea a long time ago, and I talked to McCoy about it. And we tried huh. to make it, and it still hasn't happened. But let's yeah. uh, let's go talk to Timber Trail. We'll sell him the idea and like make it. a patent deal or something. I will do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. But uh, one day left, though, guys. I mean, yeah. I know you're not going to hear this tonight, obviously. But no, it'll be out tomorrow. I hope you guys all made it out to the Great American Outdoor Show this year. And if you didn't, make plans to go next year. I agree. It's the ultimate outdoorsman's event. It's fun, man. And, you know, kind of the last thing I want to talk about, go over and check out the Rutten River Pursuit guys. We did a podcast with them today. It's going to be their uh, their ending podcast for the show. And, you know, they're just really good dudes. I really enjoy their podcast. So check them out. You can find them anywhere. Podcast or phone. My goodness, was that fun? It was. By it was the good. Way. Yeah, we took some time out of the show to go do that, and I don't regret it at all. It no. was so Zero much regrets. fun. No regrets. Yeah, we had a good time. Those boys are a hoot. They're a lot of fun to hang out with, and it's it's relieving. You know, their their podcast is very entertaining. It's really fun. It's a great platform, and then you meet them, and they're the exact same people. And it's like that podcast. It it's not like we're meeting. You know, I don't know. I, I was, celebrity <laughs> celebrity yeah i was thinking the first celebrity name that came to mind was jackie chan why did that happen to me just now <laughs> you weirdo dude. dude am i that tired yeah pretty I'm much like, it's not like we were meeting wow why did i think jackie chan i'm not gonna say that on a hunting podcast <laughs> john claude van damme what, <laughs> what is happening joey final thoughts brother <laughs> I, I i liked it i mean and it's it's a thing that the nice thing about it is everything's pretty much in the same place Every yeah. year, yeah, I noticed that like it's easy to navigate. The more you go, the more years you you spend there. Because we only went last year, and I felt like this year was a lot easier to navigate, just because everything's in the same place. You Obviously, the, the building hasn't changed, but you know <laughs> they just <laughs> but, moved uh, the building layout. It was even like it's just like I was like, all right, where's the beer at? Where's uh, the water, the beer, the bathroom? I'm like, oh, it's over by that. You ever see that unicorn they have? That unicorn? There's a unicorn. Is it a narwhal? It's a unicorn, dude. It's hilarious. It's a, it's like a, it has to be like a donkey mount. Okay. They put blue eyes on it and they put like an African horn or antler what? coming out of its forehead. Is this in the outfitter's room? That's over by the beer in the outfitter's room. Yeah. It's, it's dude, hilarious. It's a lot you of get time to see there. it, dude. That's I looked gnarly. at it for a long time the one day, oh, last year. And this guy's like looking at me and you could tell he's like, I think he thinks it's real. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys see the jackalopes fighting last year? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That might be in the same area, actually. Yeah. It was fun. Hey, bud. What's your your final? My final thought. uh, Sent off game on. Sent Crusher. That was a good plug for Sent Crusher. Yeah. Sponsors, bros. Give us some money. Uh, we just bought your stuff and they gave us a free hat and a free bag that I carried around all weekend. So thank you for that. Because well, I forgot my backpack. What are you guys thinking about buying tomorrow? Like, did you line something up? Oh, I, really th- I might get a pair of alpaca socks tomorrow. That's about the only thing I might buy. Some socks. Honestly, I thought I've been buying a lot of stuff. So, uh, I've done really good at this show actually with, uh, making deals and stuff. So I don't really have anything lined up to buy tomorrow. You know what I will deal done? Socks. And I'm not even getting a good deal like Sam is. So I might buy one pair. I don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's weird, man. It's not Christmas. It's not grandma buying you a present. I don't need socks <laughs> like that. Yeah, but they're so comfortable. Yeah, Wearing whatever. them right now, and they're amazing. It is what it is. But well, yeah. So, I, a good year. Good year. Another good year. I'm glad you were able to make it out, Austin. That Me too, was, man. Uh, it's been a pleasure. That was up in the air there for a little while. It was. It was. I'm it was glad a I pleasant it. surprise, and I was able to meet everybody with you instead of without you. So that was touching. It makes, it makes it easier. On me to just yeah. say, you know, it's like when your girlfriend doesn't show up to a party or something, everyone asks where she's at. It's kind of what <laughs> was going on Friday. You're tired and we're ending this. <laughs> <laughs> it's the truth. As always, thank you guys for listening. You can always do us a huge favor and head over to iTunes and give us a five-star review. If you like us, do that. If not, then uh, just don't leave a review at all. We don't want a one-star one. <laughs> but you can always find us on Facebook, Instagram, <laughs> YouTube, Go Wild, and Twitter. At the White Tail Attraction Podcast, at the WD Podcast on Twitter. You can find us where podcasts are found everywhere iHeartRadio, iTunes, Podbean. We are an Alexa skill. Tell Alexa, hey Alexa, play the White Tail Attraction Podcast and she will play that shit. Check it out. It is mind boggling. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Alexa's pretty cool. Alexa's pretty cool. <laughs> She's a cool chick. <laughs> but yeah, check that out. And uh, this was the Great American Outdoor Show. Until next week. The distraction is real, guys. Distraction is real. Let's go. Walk the dogs, school drop-off, meetings from 10 to 3, take kids to soccer, then no time left for a jog. When everyone else is relying on you, it's easy to put your needs last. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist online, so you can show up for yourself the way you do for others. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com.